Hey, Culture and Conversations family. I'm your host, Jameson Smallwood, and I'm about to make you guys part of the conversation. Hey, guys, as usual, thank you for downloading. Thank you guys for subscribing to, and thank you for supporting Culture and Conversations. Up next on Culture and Conversations, I'm going to give you guys an update about the show. A lot's been going on uh, personally. And uh, yeah, I just want to share what's been happening, kind of touch base, and try to get back into the rhythm of publishing an episode, because I have been off for a couple of weeks. Up next on Culture and Conversations, we're going to chat a bit, and I'm going to just tell you about what's been going on in the life of your friendly neighborhood podcaster. That's me. Yep, this is Culture and Conversations. I'm your host, Jamison Smallwood, and uh, thank you guys for being part of the conversation. Uh, it has been a while since we have had a chance to interact with each other and that you guys have had a chance to download a new episode from me. And I just want to, one, you know, thank you for still being subscribed and to still for still listening, and uh, thank you for... Um, still being part of the conversation. Uh, this has been an interesting year uh, in 2020. And um, a lot of the goals that I had initially set out um, to accomplish for the podcast, um, they they aren't impossible this year, um, but they definitely are going to be <laughs> held back until some other things get addressed. And um, namely, we figure out what we're going to do um, as a nation uh, battling COVID-19. Uh, I didn't really understand how much I was impacted, uh, by COVID-19. Uh, my story with COVID-19 in terms of just what has been going on in my life, it started back when I decided to sell my old house and buy a new house. Uh, one of the things that the podcast needed was it needed space, a dedicated space where, I could set it up and create. And by set it up, I mean set my studio up, set up a space where I could record, um, set up a space where the the studio equipment wasn't in my living space. In my old home, all the studio equipment for the podcast was in my dining room. So anytime I wanted to record an episode, I had to go to the dining room. And the way my house, my old house was, the dining room was very much adjacent to the living space and the and the kitchen and all that. And as a result, it was a very open floor plan. So you really couldn't isolate the the equipment in its own space. It was always ever present. And uh, it felt like after a while I was living in a studio. So not that that completely necessitated that I sell my house and buy a new house. But what it did, it, it offered an opportunity to think more strategically about the next place I was going to live. And so one of the things that I wanted to incorporate into my new living space uh, is a, a dedicated room of some kind that would be sufficiently large uh, to host a podcast. And that includes guests, that includes being able to shoot episodes of hashtag the group chat. Uh, and, and so I found a space, um, you know, at least a new home, and I was very happy um, to, to start the process of buying that house. And, 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 and this, this for me started back in like late February, early March. And 
in that process, man, life was good, right? I had just got uh, a raise on my job uh, through um, the contract that I was uh, working for my major client. Um, things were, you know, I was cultivating that relationship. Things were great. That company was making money hand over fist, uh, you know, and, and they were happy with my work and the relationship I had with them. And, and, and they had just started a new initiative to invest money into the process and then also into the software uh, that we were developing. So, you know, all, all signs at that point in time from my personal economic experience were pointed north. Things were looking good. And so start buying the house, you know, go to the bank, do all that stuff, start the preliminary paperwork, start the preliminary process for buying a house and selling my house. And then COVID-19 erupts. And within a matter of a few weeks, I literally went from being very gainfully employed to being unemployed in terms of uh, having lost my contract. Um, Technically, I wasn't unemployed because I'm self-employed. But um, I didn't have any revenue coming in because the client that I had, my major client, they they bailed on me. And they said, hey, man, we got to jettison you because you're a contractor. And right now the company's having a hard time making money. I mean, they literally fired everybody on the team that I worked on uh, at some point. So um, it, it was a very jarring experience. But in the process of me scrambling to continue to salvage the transaction I was in the middle of the real estate transaction. Um, you know, I just didn't have time to dwell on the fact that I was unemployed. I had money saved up. Um, I was in a good place, you know, financially speaking in terms of being able to pay, you know, my expenses and everything until I sold the house. And uh, even with the sale of my home, I knew I was going to be in a position to pocket some money and um, have some equity that I was going to be able to keep. And so, you know, financial concerns weren't an issue. Um, the, the major thing for me was just a disruption in my routine. You know, I, I was no longer a part of a company that I had been been with for uh, the better part of almost nine years uh, cumulatively. And, um, you know, that was kind of jarring. And uh, but I didn't like I said, I didn't have time to really dwell on that. Uh, I was very much consumed with trying to complete the purchase um, and the sale subsequently of my home. And in that process and in that time, you know, also my faith life got disrupted a bit, right? Um, you know, for people who listen to the podcast, you guys know that I'm very active in my uh, local church that I'm a part of. And that we had to stop meeting physically. Uh, we weren't uh, able to congregate anymore because... Um, you know, I have a very old church population that I, I'm a part of, and I shouldn't say very old, but you know, they're they're elderly and um, they're they're up in age, and they're a high they're a, they are a higher risk population for COVID uh, nineteen complications, and as a result, um, you know, we made the decision as a leadership team um, and as a congregation uh, to suspend having physical in person services. Um, now this was interesting because what this put me in a position to do is to use the podcasting equipment, my studio that I just built out, uh, in my new house, uh, to be able to facilitate, you know, serving up the Sunday school lessons that, um, I'm responsible for teaching. And so literally we were streaming live, uh, you know, for services and, and streaming out sermons, um, that were being preached from my pastor's house. And, uh, it was, it was just an adjustment, but, once again, 
another part of my routine was disrupted. So now my Sundays look a lot different. Um, and my, my connection with a large portion of my social circle is, is a lot different now. Um, and so you've got the job situation. You got the fact that I just moved and went through the stress of, 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 of selling a house and buying a house. Um, you know, during the sale of my house, I had an offer on the table that was significantly more than what the listing price of my home was. And uh, we were in a good situation with the, with the, the, pre, the presumptive buyer. And um, they called and said that they weren't able to close on the house and that they were going to have to withdraw uh, because they were in the event planning business. And uh, you guessed it, when, when COVID-19 struck, all events got canceled because people were scared of spreading and contracting COVID-19. So this event planner had no revenue coming in for their business, and uh, they backed out of the out of the purchase of the house. And uh, so here I am now trying to once again, you know, buy a house and sell a house. I'm back. I had to put my house back on the market. So um, I took a financial hit there because ultimately, yes, you know, we got another offer on, on the table and we're able to sell the house. Um, but that offer didn't um, wash out the same way that this offer, the other offer did, um, in terms of the amount of the offer. So, um, so just a lot of, just a lot of stress, a lot of stress. And, uh, not to mention just the stress you deal with, with trying to qualify to buy a house and, uh, or at least to demonstrate that you're, <laughs> that you qualify to buy a house. Um, you know, it, it's a lot and, um, it was a lot. And, and so for me, I was in a situation, honestly, where I had a lot of volatility going on, a lot of changes going on. And, um, it put me in a position to really, I guess, shift a bit. And, um, you know, obviously I can't go to the gym and work out and relieve the stress, um, because you can't go to gyms because you catch COVID-19 or spread COVID-19. And, um, it's just been, it just has been one of those times where I, you know, I just didn't realize how much change I had going on. Uh, this in, in some ways in retrospect, this feels a little bit like the time I got divorced, uh, because it was very much a time that was indefinite. There was no, there was no foreseeable end to the, to the journey. I knew what had to happen for it to come to an end, that particular uh, phase of my life to come to an end. Uh, but you know, I, I wasn't in control completely and I had to wait on some, on some things to resolve. So um, so this very much feels like a revisiting of that sort of waiting game I had to play, uh, during my divorce and, 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 any, and anybody who's ever experienced waiting, I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever ex experienced waiting, uh, waiting makes you feel a little bit helpless because you know that you can't do anything to advance, uh, the, the, the progression of whatever process or procedure or, you know, decision-making that has to happen in order for things to come to a resolution. You just have to wait. And, um, and so in, in, in dealing with COVID-19, this is what we find ourselves doing as a nation. We're just doing a lot of waiting. And you are seeing uh, the reactions of people who are taking it upon themselves to protest uh, by not wearing uh, facial coverings. You're seeing churches uh, and familiar institutions like restaurants who had to close as a result of uh, health concerns, they're reopening and, and, and just trying to see exactly what they can do and how much they can, 
they can do. And, um, yeah, you know, I've had one haircut in, uh, <laughs> let's see, I've had one haircut in, uh, in like four months, you know, yeah, that's about right. One haircut in four months, you know, and, and that was back when, uh, my barbershop reopened. And even then I still haven't gone back because, you know, um, it's a lot, it's a lot going on with, with just the contact and the proximity of, of getting a haircut. And so it's just a, it's just a different world right now. And as much as I'm, I feel like I can, I can power through things. And as much as I feel like I can just continue to uh, go about, you know, my personal business as uh, usual, I'm having trouble with that. And I guess that's what I'm admitting to you guys on the podcast. I've had this conversation um, with uh, other people in my life who um, definitely have my best interest at heart. And, and, and that's been really part of the conclusion and part of the realization, um, of, of this whole time that, you know, everybody's dealing with a new normal. And, uh, so for me, I'm, I'm still trying to adjust to my new normal. Um, there's a lot of good things that have happened. Um, you know, I find myself, uh, in the very early stages of a brand new uh, relationship. And, uh, so I'm happy about that. Um, you know, but at the same time, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much that's going to be affected one day or in or over time by this COVID-19 thing. Um, but for right now, it's good. So I'm trying not to be too analytical and too, um, uh, too, too much into what ifs and hypotheticals and and looking down the road. But, you know, you just take it one day at a time. And so I think that's what I'm trying to do, even with uh, COVID-19, is just take it one day at a time. So with that said, uh, with that said, I think this has been this has been why I have been sort of out of podcasting, the mindset of podcasting. Uh, thankfully, with the group chat, our video stream that we do over on Facebook and on YouTube, I've had the um, the nudge from having partners uh, who helped me to you know kind of get excited about podcasting and recording those episodes, um, but just the laziness and the and the lethargic uh, mood I've been in uh, has made it really difficult for me to just sit down and say, "Hey, I'm going to record an episode for Culture and Conversations, the audio of podcast, and then put it out." And uh, but I've had some encouragement along the way from friends, and uh, you know, so that has been really pivotal in me finding the spark to do what I need to do. And my hope is that in the coming weeks, you guys are going to see culture and conversations return back to a sense of normalcy. And I have to remember, you know, for some people who are listening to this, you guys, you know, you guys see this as part of your routine and, and it's a part of your weekly experience, a part of your normal. And so I want to give you that and continue to give you that. And so that means I have to push to regain a sense of my normalcy. And I'm working on that. One of the things that I want to do is obviously start booking more guests. So if you guys have anybody in your network that uh, you think would love to be a guest on a podcast and add that to their resume of cool things they've done, as cool as being on Culture and Conversations can be, um, then, yeah, have them reach out, cultureandconversations at gmail.com. And I will be sure to have a conversation with them and vet them and, and see if my platform 
uh, aligns with their interests and their contribution that they want to make. And uh, we'll get them on the show and record an episode and, and get back to what we do. Uh, I have to remind myself that this is this is something that helps me reach out to the world in a time where our social interactions have changed a lot. And I want to make sure the culture and conversations continues to, to reach you guys and, and continues to give you insight into my life as well. Uh, so I don't want to complain and say, oh, woe is me. There are people out there who are out of work right now. Uh, lucky for me, as my story uh, I was telling earlier kind of concludes, uh, I ended up, you know, obviously closing on my home. So um, that was a good experience. Let me clap it up for that. Uh, <laughs> got, got done. Uh, purchasing what I call Chateau Smallwood. And uh, also, we're in a position where the studio is 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 set up and, you know, there, it's a great space to record. And I have a new client that I'm working with. And uh, hopefully, I'll be in a position to expand my business and my relationships with people in the technology field as I continue to start thinking more strategically about what does it take to build um, Smallwood technical solutions and Smallwood Media Productions. Uh, there's some cool things coming down the pipe with Smallwood Media Productions as well. I've got some ideas for uh, uh, some possible revenue, um, you know, residual revenue for the podcast. And so while, yes, I had goals for doing uh, some training events um, in 2020, I'm going to have to shift that to be in a digital delivery. And one of the things I think is going to be cool is that with the digital delivery, I can reach more people than I could have reached uh, for with a physical with a physical live event, and um, I think that's going to be what ultimately helps the show and the platform grow in terms of its authority in the space of podcasting. Uh, so many people right now, because of COVID nineteen, are starting podcasts. Uh, I think that me having been a podcaster now for going on this is the third year. I'll be in a position to help really guide some people if they're open to that conversation and, and to wanting to be led and learn about the craft of podcasting. Uh, I'm willing to teach. And so I've got some initiatives I'm working on uh, and some and some commitments I'm going to make to those initiatives this hopefully this week. And uh, we'll make some announcements uh, in the coming weeks as uh, the podcast continues to grow and uh, these these different platforms continue to do, to, to develop um, something uh, something else as far as the show's um, happenings. Uh, people who have been watching and following along uh, on Facebook in our group Culture and Conversations presents hashtag the group chat. Uh, you guys know by now that Ramon Hingleton is no longer part of hashtag the group chat. Um, I have been very clear that I don't want to um, be terribly specific and and about why he's not on the show anymore. Um, but that relationship has come to an end, and I appreciate his contribution to what that show ultimately has grown into. Um, but at this point in time, you know, our interests no longer align, and as a result, um, he is no longer a part of the show. Uh, so part of that transition uh, is going to be that now me and Brandy are in the process of designing and sort of revamping the show, 
so my goal is to continue to work on that show now a little bit and give it some more attention uh, because it is uh, very much a show in flux. Um, but I hope that you guys continue to support the video stream because uh, it's a growing product as well. And it is something that is a unique offering from our podcast where we do um, a live show talking with people real time and live and interacting and just having some wonderful discussions. I think that the future is bright for, for hashtag group chat. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's definitely going to change, but it's not going anywhere. And I believe that Brandy and I have the capability of delivering uh, a great show uh, when we're able to record it. And so we're going to change up the format temporarily to do a social distance show or socially distant show, I should say, where we're going to, you know, be basically video chatting with each other um, to reduce the likelihood that either of us would expose the other to um, COVID-19. And we'll do that for a couple of weeks until we feel like um, the risk has um, lessened of that. And as a result, it's going to give us a chance to do some, uh, hopefully some more interesting things with bringing people on as video guests and uh, just chatting with people and bringing them into the conversation. And so we're working to figure out what that new format is going to look like um, and how that's going to ultimately uh, change the show a bit. Um, so I just wanted to kind of give you guys that update uh, on, on hashtag the group chat. And, um, you know, I just want to you know, make it clear once again that, you know, we're just going to continue to work and develop the show and, and see where it goes. It's weird because there's definitely two audiences, a culture and conversations. Uh, there are people who listen only to the audio podcast. There's people who listen only to the to the group chat uh, video stream and watch that. And there's people who do both. Um, and then there's the people who have yet to discover culture and conversations. So what helps me uh, is when you guys uh, tell somebody about what it is that we're doing with culture and conversations. If it's nothing more than just say, hey, man, go check out this cool podcast. And we've got some great episodes in, in the archives. Um, and those are in those episodes, uh, you know, they, they, they're evergreen for the most part. So they are still going to be just as dope today as they were when I actually recorded them. So, uh, one of the things I want to do is thank people for making donations, uh, to the show. Um, I've had some uh, surprise donations come in over the last couple of weeks and they have been very helpful in keeping culture and conversations up and running and especially in this time where everybody is trying to figure out how best to approach their life financially, uh, it's a lot to be in a situation where people are still thinking of you and making donations to help your your little small endeavor, your little small media company. And um, I'm ever appreciative of it. Brandy's ever appreciative of it. And everything we do when we get that money is to take that money and help make the show better. Um, so we're trying to add technology constantly. We're trying to add improvements. We're trying to stretch things out um, to get every um, brown cent we can out of that money to make it work for what we're trying to do with the podcast. And you guys make that possible. And your support has been just very generous, whether you're sharing uh, an episode on your timeline, whether you're telling somebody about the show, whether you're recommending uh, future guests for the show, everything that you guys do really makes culture and conversations possible. And I appreciate each and every one of you for listening and truly for being part of the conversation. Some of the cool things I've got coming up on the show 
in the coming weeks is that I have to talk about my family a little bit. And I have a great conversation uh, with my cousin recorded that I'm going to edit down uh, and release next week where she and I talk about our family history. And she's our family uh, historian. She keeps track of, um, of our family genealogy. And I want to uh, share that conversation with you guys. It's been a while since it was recorded, but it's going to come out. It's evergreen topic. It's our family. So it's not like, yeah, things are uh, going to be stale with that. And uh, also, I'm going to release another companion episode where I take my uh, DNA results and I reveal to you guys where I, where, well, at least not where I come from, but where my DNA comes from. <laughs> and and how that ties me back to uh, different parts of the world. So I think that'll be a fun reveal episode. It, it won't be a terribly long episode when I talk about my DNA results, um, but I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, you, you know, it's just something novel to know about myself. And uh, I was very happy uh, to get that as a Christmas gift, that, that 23andMe uh, test. And I put it to use and came back with some interesting results that I think – um, shed light, at least from a, ge- a genetic standpoint, on who I am and, and, and where I hail from uh, in terms of my DNA. Uh, so that's a that's an episode that's coming up, or the two episodes are coming up pre- um, fairly quickly, so you want to be on the lookout for those when those drop. Um, and then, like I said, I'm still going to be in the process in the coming weeks of booking guests. My goal is to try to knock out eight interviews. Um, so I'm going to start targeting people and reaching out to people to have them be part of the conversation. And uh, I'm going to try to bring you some really interesting and thought-provoking conversations. I'm overdue. And uh, so we're going to make it happen. We're definitely going to make it happen. Uh, Once again, thank you guys for bearing with me. And I appreciate your support as we make culture and conversations all the better. And with that, guys, thank you for being part of the conversation. If you guys want to follow the show Go over to Facebook, man. Culture and Conversations is our Facebook page, man. We are about 50 followers away from being at 1,000, 1,000 followers on Facebook. We also have the group for hashtag the group chat known as Culture and Conversations presents hashtag the group chat. You're going to want to join that group if you want to follow the video stream content. Man, we're going to have a great time giving you guys a live glimpse into what Culture and Conversations is. Uh, Real time with Brandy Thomas as part of the conversation as my co-host. Now, if you guys want to watch us on YouTube, Culture and Conversations is our YouTube channel. Uh, We can go over there and just search for that. We can't name it yet because we don't have a thousand subscribers, but we're going to get them. Don't worry, it's coming. And also, we're on Instagram, Culture and Conversations. Man, thank you guys once again. And I hope that you guys continue to stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay listening to Culture and Conversations. Be blessed. Take care.